1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Welcome to Whiskey and White Tails, the show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. As always, I'm your host, Gus. I'm Matt. And we have a good one for you today. Before we get it, into introducing our guest, Matt, uh, other than our Patreon, other than Waypoint, and those awesome folks over there, who, uh, who helps make these
3: podcasts possible? So we're going to do an easy one today, but as you know, Mint Mobile, but I just want to let everybody know that right now there is a buy three, get three offer that is going strong until January 1st. So if you were a new customer and you purchased a three month plan from Mint Mobile, you will get three additional months at no extra costs. And this is one of our top performing promotions that we do each year, meaning that you can expect a significant lift in conversations because everyone's switching to Mint Mobile so they can talk to people. But I didn't want to go anything further than that, but as you know, you go to mintmobile.com slash whiskey and sign up for those $15 a month. And it's great cell phone service. I got tired of paying $200 a month for cell phone service, and I made the switch to Mint Mobile. Gus, you're also working on it currently, and you have a work phone that is actually Mint Mobile. I did. Yep. Good stuff. Service is great. Customer service it's is great good. And it's cheap. And Ryan Reynolds himself comes over and uh, plugs your SIM card in for you when you buy it.
2: He'll do He'll do more than that for you.
3: That's 100% true. <laughs>
2: cool well why don't you uh, introduce our guest
3: sir absolutely we got pete from burnt church distillery uh just happened to be in town so i snagged him and said hey come over here and do a podcast and uh, it's a good one you're gonna like it and um i think that's all i got yep if you've been to any
2: of our classes recently you've uh, you've tried anita's church or uh, anita's <laughs> choice from burnt church <laughs> um and uh so uh this is if you can put a face with uh with the product and I uh, get to know a little bit about the distillery so uh, enjoy
3: 100 percent. also go to com. use code podcast it is Christmas season this might be your last chance to get it delivered on time and if you email Perfect. us and ask us will it be there in time I'm going to tell you no but it might we have no control over what the United States Postal Service or UPS does but I promise you, we'll drop it off the same day. Within 24 hours of your order, we will drop it off and hope that it gets to you within three to five business days. If you're in the, if you're, in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Enjoy. Boom. Mm-hmm. Live. And we're on. All- Oh, uh when I have Discord notifications, entire episode. Yeah, I'll turn mine off. I don't even know how to turn them off on that laptop.
2: I just closed. I just closed Patreon or uh,
3: Discord. Oh. oh boy, I might just leave it up. It's good background noise.
0: Yep. Pete, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me.
3: We drank a little too much last night. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no. What time did I text you and ask you to do this podcast?
2: You you said good morning at fucking 4:20 something i think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'm i'm looking to see right now.
3: Cuz i told him i was like um, i'm going to tell him good morning, but it's our good night. 4:26. <laughs> yeah. 4:26 i was texting you saying 4:26. Hey, I'm about yeah. to go to bed, but let's record a podcast tomorrow morning.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. I was uh i was probably up, to be honest with you, i was camping with the family and um did not bring a like sleeping pad or Uh, blow-up mattress or anything, which I usually don't sleep with a blow-up mattress if it's just me, but the kids and the wife, you know. Uh, But four of us in a fairly small tent, uh, I didn't sleep for shit, so I I was probably up. I just didn't hear your your notification come in.
3: I actually told him that. I said he's camping, so he's probably awake right now. What was that? Yeah. Was that a beer? Is that a Miller High Life? Yeah, man. Champagne Champagne of beers? Champagne of beers. Hell yeah
2: hell yeah you guys aren't drinking uh no we just woke up <laughs> literally just woke up.
0: I mean I drink you have I mean I will
3: oh hey go
2: get it go hey, get him a
3: beverage what are you doing woman what do you want <laughs> Fucking...
0: anything whiskey
3: whiskey whiskey
0: whiskey and beer
3: whiskey and beer I'll do it too you know what? whatever you just bring pick a bottle should we, we should we have burnt church since we're, ta- since we're talking since we're talking burnt church why not yeah, so bring some Anita's choice and two glasses, and two Miller Lights. Yeah. All right. That right there, folks, is why you get married, <laughs> right? What'd you say? I said that's why you get married, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I thought. What yeah, I thought? got my wife
2: is in the, my wife is in the garage right now sanding uh, sanding products for whiskey and whitetails. Hell yeah. Just keep them keep them working, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's it. You can't let them get keep too comfortable.
2: Them. They have to. No, they have to always no, be I let like, them on their toes yeah you let them get comfortable every now and then you take them to do nice things so that they appreciate and they know they have a good life but you got to keep them like doing stuff
3: yeah dude I took uh my wife to dinner last night and I was like just her and I enjoy the evening and uh I get there and and bear I went to Bearcat and George sat us down next to my boss no yeah. from work yeah like boss boss my government boss was <laughs> sitting at the fucking table and I was like oh cool uh but no I like him so we get along it's not a big deal and then I was showing him because I was like Bearcat's crazy man the way the light the lighting and all the stuff so I was showing him like the whole restaurant and I walked to yeah. the bar and I'm like so if you stand here and you look at them you know and then I hear Matt I look over at Pete sitting at the bar drinking <laughs> and I was like what are you doing here I was like didn't you tell me you were in town he was like you said you were busy all month yeah I did yeah. say that I mean I was but you know it's, it, that I'm generally
2: late. that generally applies to weekends people try to fit stuff in our weekends and yeah. it's just it's always really busy. Yeah, but Matt's got way more free time in the evenings
3: than who? Than me? No, I don't. Why do you think Thank
2: that? That I have, oh, that you have more free have time, have time in, the, mm-hmm. in the evenings?
3: Yeah, no, I was just kidding. Yeah. Hi, Andy. She can't hear you. Gus <laughs> said you look stupid. I did. <laughs> uh, Goddamn, I did say that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I figured while you're in town, we should sit down and just kind of, like, chat it up. You know, we've been, anybody that's listening knows that uh, we're huge fans of Burnt Church.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah.
3: Fans of you or fans of Chris and um, talk all the time. I think we have a good relationship going, but, oh, yeah. uh, like, the products are good. We use them in the class. We just taught, I just told you last night that Gus did a whole presentation on sixth grain Anita's Choice. Um, yeah. How many states are y'all in now?
0: We're in three. Three so states. South Carolina, Georgia, nice. and Tennessee.
3: Tennessee, okay.
0: Yep. So, Tennessee's brand new. Um, the Anita's Choice and the Bluffton Whiskey go there in January. January. Yep, right I'm, now. I'm going to pull this up, so. ooh, oh, wow. Mm.
2: Yeah. Special treatment there.
0: Look at that. It's going to make it hard to drink. Now you're good. No, <laughs> yeah, you just got to turn your head a little bit when you drink. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so. Tennessee's kind of our new state but uh slowly working at it. Trying I think you guys will all be well out. received. Yeah, so far it's been pretty good up there and we don't even have the bourbon and the two main products up there so we can't complain right now. Yeah. So. Nice.
3: And you're working on, what 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 do you have coming That um well let's talk about Burn Church itself like give the people a little history background, whatever you want to say. I know this Calm. is your favorite part of the job, but man,
0: I'm not very good at the history <laughs> part of it. So, um, started by two brothers, the Watterson brothers, um, wanted to do something different and wanted to start a distillery. So they just started burnt church. Uh, the name comes from burnt church road, which is one of the main roads in Bluffton. And the owner always looked at it and said, why in the hell is that called burnt church road? Um, hired some historians spent two years digging into the history and doing all that kind of stuff um honestly I don't know much more than that (laughs) I still haven't read the book (laughs) it's all good my mom uh, they got a whole book published on it all the history of the low country and the area and burnt church and all that kind of stuff my mom read it so I'm just gotta ask her for the cliff notes yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) and they were like we need a badass distiller to come head this thing up and they found you
0: yeah i was right across the bridge in hilton head uh making rum and vodka over there at the time so yeah nice i was ready to jump ship and get back into the whiskey game that's where i started all those years ago in uh greenville south carolina at uh, dark corner which mm-hmm. no longer exists so.
3: because you left and it killed them
0: yeah uh, no not really <laughs> they killed themselves <laughs> but that's a different story
3: that's a, a growing trend these days yeah killing yourself um Uh yeah so what's uh, so your flagship whiskey is the Anita's Choice which is a six grain what are the six grains rice corn wheat barley
0: yeah so corn wheat barley rye and then we do oats and Carolina Gold rice
3: Carolina Gold rice that was the one I was gonna remember um and because there's so much grain in it it creates a ton of flavor but the 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 actual whiskey itself is absolutely delicious and we use it all the time we teach people to we tell people about it we promote it we do all the things but uh you also have bluffton whiskey and what's that
0: that is mainly the carolina gold rice it's um it's 80 80 percent carolina gold rice with um equal amounts of wheat and barley in it okay um brand new white american oak barrels charred, all that kind of good fun stuff um so you get a lot of those dimensions that you do get in bourbon because of that new barrel but then that main carolina gold rice really adds a lighter flavor and different dimensions that most people have never had in a whiskey
3: right okay and then the um uh, the johnny fever i was was like you're not gonna forget this
0: yeah (laughs) old johnny fever um we're re-releasing that one in january which we're all pretty excited for um it is more of a traditional kentucky style bourbon uh four grain um so main corn a lot of rye a little bit of wheat and a little bit of barley mm. um that one coming out i think we're sitting right around five years for that one when it comes out
3: and that one's uh we had a chance to taste it when we were we came to visit y'all and uh what did you think about it Gus it was good right yeah
2: I haven't had anything from from that distiller that I did not like so yeah that's a big fact and his choice is my favorite uh the uh the one that uh that I think Chris was it Chris that brought from the office oh the my, one little, with the, uh, my little samples uh what no well he brought samples but then he brought a bottle that uh it's got the shotgun oh um, the Johnny yeah yeah the Johnny okay that is Johnny All right sorry, I couldn't remember the name that was really good too though yeah.
3: yeah yeah that's good stuff it's uh if you're a duck hunter if you're if you're a hunter at all and you and you like the way a shotgun shell looks that's the bottle cap for that bottle and uh they said they're coming out in January but it'll be distillery only
0: distillery only for um next year and then we'll probably look at some small distribution maybe only in South Carolina for the year after that and we'll keep growing it from there
3: It'd be cool to see that on the shelf it's a it's an odd-sized bottle but it's the deck of the the way it's designed is really cool
0: yeah so it's all designed uh because the owner um he nicknamed his uh father-in-law johnny fever that's where the name comes from Mm. it's the only one that's kind of got some personal ties to it not history and uh him and his father-in-law used to go out to south dakota and pheasant hunt all the time so that's why the grass is in there Mm. on the bottle and all painted up that's why the shotgun shells the way it is so he wanted to do something for his father-in-law
3: makes sense yeah it's a cool nice. bottle It's a cool story that goes on it. yeah it's really good and, and y'all talked it up before you even brought it down and i was like yeah. okay we'll see yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. ended up being really good
0: yeah it was, a lot of people are waiting on it we get people coming in all the time when's it going to be out when's it going to be out yeah um, so we had it the first year we opened and then just didn't have enough so i kind of put a hold on it said we need to hold this back wait it's gonna suck but yeah It'll be worth it in the long run
3: and the location that y'all have is for anyone that's never been there it's definitely like a destination it's one of the most beautiful distilleries we've ever been to right i i, I talk we talk about it all the time yeah. the um
2: not just the way it's built and, and how it's uh, designed and decorated but like the thought that was put into the details everything from like the um like the um, the, the informational stuff that's that's throughout the the distillery but then like the fun stuff like the bathroom the you know the yeah. uh, the wall or whatever like it's just it's just, it's just it's just yeah it's just cool man like it's a it's a really cool place but i wish we lived closer so I, I that's the kind of place i'd bring the kids and the, the family and just go have some pizza and, and hang out
3: yeah the pizza place next door y'all own that or how's yeah, that
0: yeah so uh the owner owns that as well um but we're actually about to pretty much demolish the inside Mm. and just make the wow. entire pizza place just a full out kitchen mm. and then so if you want to eat food you just come to the distillery um, nice. and that way we can offer more variety than just the pizzas salads and little things that we're doing now we're trying to really open it up get yeah. our menu down and then also after we did that uh miller's all day dinner with jeff and all them um i was like once we do that we need to start bringing chefs in and doing yeah. dinners at our own place and kind of Really yeah. hyping it up so that'd be good to have uh like a like a
3: pop-up kitchen deal where different chefs can come in and create different types of food because you guys already do that with music so if you could have not only the pizza place but have chefs come in and make their own like tonight we're having you know say Chefry comes yeah and then you have uh, a local musician and like you can really cater the entire evening to kind of fit whatever vibe you're trying to put off yeah which is that's a good idea
0: yeah we're we're looking forward to it we want to kind of boost the food to be on the same level as the whiskey and the rest of the building we really want to have something that's all the way well-rounded like people yeah they're coming for the whiskey but we also want the food so good that people just come for the food too yeah so
3: do you think people come right now to uh to just to eat or they're they're definitely coming oh, to the
0: oh for sure yeah. my brother goes there all the time just for the pizza
3: yeah the pizza's really good <laughs> yeah, so
0: they're doing it we just want to boost it up a little bit more you know like pizza's great but it's just one thing we want yeah. to really add on to that so
3: yeah I think it's a smart move and uh what's the story behind that giant piece of wood is that the tree from where Burnt Church used the Burnt Church Road tree? Oh,
0: um, so no, that is not the Burnt Road. Show. <laughs> um, so the Secession Oaks are famous down here in the mm-hmm. Low Country. Um, and there's a really famous one where supposedly during the Revolution or something, they used to meet under it and have their little secret meetings to go against the British. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tree got hit by lightning, I think it was, and Um, the owner made a big donation to the local historian, um, society and for the piece of tree, Uh um, and y'all haven't been there, but we actually got a glass top on top of it now. Hmm. And it tells the whole history of the tree and all the stuff it's been through and how old it is, Hmm. all the history that surrounds those kind of trees in the low country and how like big they were for the local people at the time trying to make moves yeah get out of british control Huh. yeah
3: so it's a, it's, a it's, it's like the size of a it's hard to explain It's like you walk in it's like the foyer of the foyer if you will of the of the distillery. <laughs> but it's it's this huge chunk of wood i mean it's absolutely massive um and if you've never seen live oaks or secession oaks, they're they're huge they're big ass trees yeah. yeah
0: it kind of makes it a pain when i gotta take things out the front door
3: because it's in the way. It's
0: in the way. You got, yeah, you got to get around it. Yeah, because yeah, I'm always seem to be the one that gets called when furniture needs to be moved. So call <laughs>
3: I me. Mean, it's, it's your fault for having all the muscles and strong back, you know. Yeah, I guess <laughs>
0: I should sit around more and do nothing.
3: Yeah, that's what I've heard. Master distillers usually head distillers, excuse me, usually do is uh sit around and do absolutely nothing, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not one of them.
3: No, no, you're working hard, and you're working on a bunch of different stuff too. Like, yeah. Can we talk about some of that like some of the projects you're working on
0: oh yeah yeah so um when i joined the company um i said if we're gonna do this i really wanted to focus on local and we got a lot of cool people around here so i partnered with uh marsh and mills and they're all known for their heirloom grains so that's where we get all the carolina gold rice um we get Black seashore rye from them. We get guinea flint corn. We get Jimmy red corn. We get a lot of cool, unique things, and they're all grown in South Carolina. So not only are we boosting the, the local market just for ourselves, but we're also helping the ag side of it. Um, then we also partnered with another farm called Weathers Farm, and they started a malt house on site called Palmetto Malt. And so whatever I don't get from Marsh like my yellow corn, my wheat, my rye, um, Barley, they grow barley in South Carolina, believe it or not, in the low country. Um, mm-hmm. And they do all the malting for me the way I want it malted, um, all the rest of it. Uh, so even triticale, which is a hybrid between wheat and rye. Um, I've got all these weird, crazy ideas in my head. Um, so I've kind of went to all them and started looking at it and wanted to do something that was a little outside of the box, but I didn't want to go so far that it kind of scared people away. So I wanted it to be just close enough that I got different flavors that are unique to South Carolina, will be unique to us, um, but weren't going to go crazy and be scary. And people are like, I don't want to try that. So, right. but we got single malts. we got three single malts working. Um, uh, one was made from a pink corn called Unicorn, 100% corn, single malt. It's pretty delicious. I tried it the other day. It's, um, so it's got about another year and a half on that one um we got a triticale single malt we got a barley single malt and then we we're doing a couple bourbons uh let's see guinea flint bourbon which is going to be a weeded bourbon um and jimmy red uh which i ended up pairing with the triticale um, to give it some different aspects and some different notes that most people probably never had before
3: yeah and we uh, so are you good
2: are, are you taking all these projects these are these are Decided, you're taking these to the finish line, or are you getting these to a point and taste again, and then decide what goes, what continues to go?
0: Uh, yeah. So right now, everything's got got some time on it. Um, the single right. malts will be the first thing that comes out um, because all my used barrels on site were all smaller. We started out with the 25 gallon barrels, and mm-hmm. we're only doing 53s. So those are going to be number one. Those are going to be out hopefully in the next year, year and a half. We'll start rolling those out the door um the bourbons and the rise and the other things that i've created while we're there they've got a they've got a waste
3: yeah yeah what's the average year you put on one of the bourbons for four, four to five or it's still too young
0: um right now i'm thinking they're probably going to be about five when yeah. we release um but i'm kind of checking them every every so often just to see what they're doing how they're doing And that was my big point is we're not releasing anything until it's absolutely ready to go
3: yeah and that's one thing that we harp on all the time that people talk about age and it's like i I, like we don't really care how old it is we just want it to taste right yeah and um and so but that being said as most people know at four years you can call it something cool and so that's usually the 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 age where everybody pulls everything and uh, there's people that are local to us that make stuff uh and they won't go over four years and they say well it's just good it's good at four it's like well you don't know what it tastes like at five you know because they refuse to they don't want to it's just that's a year of us not selling a product but what's also funny is there's another local distillery that uses jimmy red corn and so um we were talking about it last night and we ended up pulling out white dog from burnt church from that distillery and uh some maybe some homemade shine i might have and uh went back and forth and the uh the stuff from the other distillery without putting him on blast, Gus. Uh
0: yeah, yeah, I won't say it.
3: It's uh Utah. Let's
0: fix your mic. Um it's not the same. <laughs> um No. It's not the same corn. It is it's not. It's definitely two different things. Oh my yeah it's not Jimmy I, was, corn. What he's saying? I wasn't surprised what the, what your response was going to be but I was not expecting that yeah. yeah it's not the same corn it is very very different in flavor and everything so hmm.
3: it's a butcher
0: yeah most likely
3: yeah so it's butcher corn not Jimmy Red.
0: interesting
3: you can see it taste it smell it all of it when you put it side by side yeah yeah I bet it's completely Man. different yeah what a bummer yeah it's fascinating right yeah. especially since they've kind of like built their name on the backs of that corn
0: but it's what it is <laughs> yeah I, that's all right i like their rye better anyways the sorghum yeah
3: are you making a sorghum rye too
0: no um the we got a traditional rye. well it's not traditional we did a low rye it's our palmer stretch um man you think being the head distiller i remember the things <laughs> um i think it's 60 percent rye a lot of wheat and a little bit of barley. And then we have an heirloom rye called Black Seashore. Um, so it's seventy percent unmalted and thirty percent malted black seashore that we got going in barrels. Right how now. much does the flavor change when when you malt a grain? Um it depends on how much you malt it. Um and what kind of toast levels you get into it. Um I like doing a little bit of malt, um on some things because it helps soften it up and then it gives you some other toasted characteristics that will come into the play um but it it all depends on how far you want to go like if you do a light um pilsner style malt it's not going to be as much but then you can get all the way into chocolate malts which are gonna change everything completely
3: Mm. so So if you if you were to if you were to do a hundred percent one type of grain and then malt some of it, you could play around essentially forever. Oh fifty percent, sixty percent, seventy percent. Oh yeah, and it'll be different every time. And then how much you malt it. Yeah. See, and that would that's to me that would be the fun side of distilling is yeah. doing that, just playing around.
0: That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's,
3: it's, I'd be way more into that part. If somebody wanted to become a distiller, what's the path? Because we were talking last night, like if you leave like they're pretty much screwed because they're never It's there's not a lot of you walking around no uh so like how do you how would someone get into it like if they're like i want to quit my job today and i want to be the next best distiller in the world like what's that process look like
0: start from the bottom work your way up um get a job at a distillery and start working pretty much yeah pretty much i mean there's a lot of small guys out there so the jobs are they're around um you're not going to make a lot of money at it but I mean, if you really, truly are passionate, you just, you got to hop in feet first and just go. Um, and you got to be willing to do all the BS that nobody wants to do. Bottling, mashing, uh, playing with spent grain, which just is miserable sometimes, (laughs) um, hucking barrels around doing all that kind of stuff. And then eventually that's the way I did it. And I slowly worked my way up and kind of. Started trying the spirit, started understanding how to try the spirit. And it's really more of trying frequently so you get over that alcohol burn. Because, you know, we're trying stuff at anywhere from 100 all the way up to 135, 140. So if your palate's not used to all that alcohol that's in there, you're really going to have a hard time understanding those flavors. So it's really getting your palate used to that alcohol. And once you do, everything starts opening up. And one day you're just like, holy crap, I can taste everything
3: i kind of know what i'm doing all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, it's that's the other thing too is i think a lot of
3: people think distillers are just drunk all the time just hammered down liquor and it's like you're not you're not really tasting to drink you're tasting to perfect a flavor yes and to, like what is that process like as you as you go through like because i know you'll taste the grain the mash like you
0: taste a little bit of everything yes yeah it just You gotta make sure everything is consistent all the time. You don't want any off flavors. You don't want any bad cuts. You don't want any bad grains. So it's just a constant and it's small tries. You don't need to drink a lot, you know, taste it once, taste it twice, make sure it's good. Make sure it's consistent when you're starting up. Like, uh, so I started on a pot still pot stills yeah you are trying stuff all the time because you're actually making the cuts consistently you're having to pull off those heads you're having to do the tails if you want to um depending on what type and style and what you're going for maybe you're going a little bit more into the tails you want more oils maybe you want a little bit more dryness maybe you want to just straight um hearts i mean so you're trying it a little bit more Um, With the still that we run and with stills that everybody runs in Kentucky, they're continuous stills. So Mm -hmm. we have a PLC that controls everything, and I have even more control over the distillate than a pot still could ever give me. Because I can control how much oil, how much reflux, how much tails, everything's worked into there. So when I'm getting all that set up for a brand new product, I'm sitting there tasting and smelling it constantly to get it dialed in. Once I have that thing dialed in, then it's just, all right, set the parameters for it and let it go. And then you just try it and make sure that nothing's coming off weird. It hasn't changed or anything like that, but it's maybe once or twice a run. It's not very much once you get it going. Mm -hmm. So
3: and you hear these rumors about distillers could just you could just walk in the room and just tell like it's screwed up or it's perfect or what something needs to change like what are you looking for in that aspect like say if say you had a day off and, you, and somebody's distilling for you
0: and oh you, i can watch it from my phone yeah <laughs> and you <laughs> can just look at it and tell if they're doing it right or wrong yeah. yeah 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 so i like every once in a while i try not to check up on my guys like i trust them to get the stuff done the way it needs to be done and they do a really good job um but yeah every once in a while i'll pull up my phone and i'll just look at the stills and i mean i can change everything from wherever i'm at as long as i have cell phones you can like remote distill yeah <laughs> wow who would have known that that's wild
3: still you could have a remote job distilling
0: that's yeah. crazy so i i mean somebody's <laughs> got to be there because you know you got to transfer the mash into the yeah to the beer well and do all that kind of stuff but um yeah every morning oh, you could be like a a virtual distiller for like 15 different distilleries yeah just making it
2: make Did it bake. good
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <would be> a... <laughs> um but no i start up the equipment every morning before i even leave my house like get everything hot nice. so everything everyone well, as soon as i come in it's just that's smart start milling start
2: yeah, going. yeah. i can't imagine like i wonder if anyone's ever done the like the analysis of the ability to do that versus having to come in and wait like how much more efficient like how much money you've saved and uh, wasting, you know, companies not having or distillery and having to waste time waiting for equipment to heat up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it saves me thirty minutes every morning. Easy. Right. So like over the course of a year, like how many days is that more of like productivity?
0: It's it's sorry, a lot. I just got really real businessy and nerdy there for a second. <laughs> it's a lot. It helps me <laughs> out a lot. I mean, I'm running around all the time. We have two mm-hmm. houses. So one's on site, one's not. We got an off site um warehouse for all of our um raw raw materials. So Mm -hmm. I'm constantly going around. So anywhere I can save time and not have to be just waiting around on stuff helps me out a lot.
3: It's funny how efficient being salary will make
0: you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't want to do um, anything the long way. (laughs) I want to do as quick as possible and get out of there. Yeah. Yeah it's it's crazy.
2: When you guys are storing all your raw material, how much How long do you keep stuff like that on hand before
0: it gets used? I imagine you don't want to be sitting on that stuff for too long. So when it comes to grain and everything, I get grain deliveries once a week to every other week. Just kind of depends on what I'm making and what I'm buying at the time. Um, Barrels, I get barrels once a month. I drive up Mm -hmm. our cooperages in Bamberg, South Carolina, oak to barrel. So I'll drive up there in my 28 foot box truck that we got and I pick up the barrels once a month and bring it back down and so they don't sit around very long um okay when it comes to glass and corks and all that other labels all that kind of stuff um more you buy cheaper you get so <clears> we are business we're trying to keep our costs down so we can actually make some money especially since we're a startup two and a half years old like it's it's still rough for us right now um so i we we buy in bulk on that and i try and get our costs as low as we can get it so we can actually move forward
3: mm-hmm. so the um that was the other thing too about starting up so like you guys you had a contract with a distiller somewhere in kentucky i don't know if you're if you say if you yeah yeah tell no, we, yeah, 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 yeah
0: we um so we got all of our original recipes the um anita's choice bluffton whiskey palmer stretch and a little bit of johnny fever made by uh Jep the creed up in kentucky
3: and so they made like kind of the stuff and laid it down for you so you could you could have product to sell while you're running your still and, and getting everything stood up
0: yeah so i mean you know it takes i mean i mean if you really want to put out a year old whiskey you can but we're not trying to we're trying to get the stuff to where it's right so right now we're looking at two and a half minimum all the way up to five six seven years just depending on what the product is and how long we want it to go so if we would have just opened day one we would have had some vodka yeah that's not very fun yeah (laughs) right um, so yeah we got those guys to make it and we started that in 2018 um so when we opened the doors in 20 oh man 2021 uh I know but I'll let you figure it out (laughs) brain shut off for a second um so when we opened the doors in 2021 uh we started making our own but then we also had the whiskey to sell for everybody to come and enjoy so it's our recipes it's our everything they just made it for us
3: yeah Uh, Um, it's and they aged it there and and sent it down like you guys are bottling it and they're just sending you the the barrels back or what's going on
0: um so they aged it for us. Um, they kept it in their rick house. And then, as soon as we got our DSP and our, our on site rick house was done, it was, oh man, I think it was like 13 or 14 track trailer loads, of barrels that wow. we had to unload by hand. Fun. Put them, on, put them on pallets and then stack them up in the rick house. And then I didn't know where anything was because it was just so frantic, just yeah. trying to get it Stuffing out of it all in there. Yeah. And then I had to. Well, oh, me and my two guys had to go through it all and start trying to find it and then we're moving pallets on pallets on pallets trying to find barrels and mm-hmm. some barrels are so messed up you can't read what's on it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoops yeah uh was, you just keep tasting it and then uh, then
3: figure out like i guess this is it uh, yeah 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 and it'd be funny if, if you end up throwing something in a barrel or in a bottle and you bottle it all. And then you taste it out of the bottle and you're like, shit, this
0: was Bluffton whiskey. Man. No, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely tasting it before. Yeah, sure. So you, this choice tastes a lot like a single malt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And, and the goal, the hope or the goal, right. Is for everything you've distilled to taste the same.
0: Yeah. Well, or better or better. We're going for better. Um, we definitely want it to be the same. We want it to be similar. Um, But using the South Carolina grown grains, um, distilling it down here on a little bit different system, you know, there's a bunch of different aspects that are out of the control of everybody um, that are going to change it up a little bit. But we're hoping that it comes out a lot better. Yeah. I mean, the product's already really good right now. So if we can get it better, it's just going to help us out.
3: So right now, are you guys blending to achieve a certain flavor or like how are you how are you bottling right now?
0: i don't have that luxury that's where we're trying to get to mm-hmm. um to where i'll sit there and pull as uh 20 30 barrels try them all and say these are the ones ready to go and i'm not trying to be the same flavor every time i don't want the same thing every time i just want the best possible combination mm-hmm. um so every batch is going to be just a little bit different but it should all taste pretty pretty damn close and how many bottles are are we talking about for per batch uh just depends on how much we're selling yeah okay um so most of the time i pull about 20 25 gallon barrels right now at a time okay we bottle that up so it's a lot yeah it's a pretty good bit it's usually where we usually bottling when we do the anitas it's usually 400 to 500 gallons at a time Jeez. wow yeah i mean it's it's me and two other guys and we're working hard we're bottling everything on site we're milling everything on site so i don't have the luxury to sit here and say oh well we need 20 cases for this order 100 cases for this order we need to bottle something no we just we're constantly having to bottle we'll bottle a bunch of pallets at a time liquor's not going to go bad so we'll just hang out and then that way we're not on the bottom line every day of every week on top of trying to do everything else
3: so you said liquor's not going to go bad uh does that mean that you don't have to store your whiskey in a temperature climate controlled space no <laughs> you can store it in your attic if you want yeah uh, yeah just keep it out of direct sunlight and you're pretty much good <laughs> yeah pretty much that's crazy gus because you know we get chewed out all the time about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. that we're irresponsible for leaving shit in an attic
0: you know um the whiskey sits in barrels in an uncontrolled right. warehouse and rears those, yeah yeah and it doesn't kill it isn't yeah. that weird <laughs> those actually variations in temperatures help it right um that's how the maceration works the hotter the barrel gets the more it moves into those wood uh, into those staves and then the colder it gets it comes out so that allows that ebb and flow in and out of that barrel to actually pull those flavors out of that barrel and and make it what it is
3: so sitting in a glass bottle in an attic inside of a box is not killing it at all not gonna hurt it this isn't beer who would have known man imagine that. I got. I mean, we knew, but clearly no one else does because everybody tells us that how stupid it is that we don't uh, take care of our whiskey. We treat it like a what do they say, redheaded stepchild? Is that the is that the phrase?
2: I uh, I I'd, I'd pick a phrase. There's been several.
3: Are we still allowed to say redheaded stepchild?
2: I don't know. Probably not. We're probably canceled now.
3: Yeah, we we'll probably trouble for that one. <laughs> you never know these days. You never know. <laughs> People get riled up. Anywho, so you're down here this weekend for. For boys night basically right and you're also going to uh the event that we went to last year
0: yeah, so um i'm in town did a tasting over at uh bottles in mount pleasant went and talked to Gibby's. gonna do a tasting at Gibby's on the 22nd of december trying to grow the charleston market for us and then uh also turned it into a fun weekend for two of my childhood best friends just came into town we're gonna go out in Charleston, have a good time, and then uh tomorrow's the Heritage Fire Tour, which if you don't know what that is, it's twenty chefs cooking over open flame right in front of you, and it looks pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna go check that out down there at Kewa River and just have a good old time. I did that last year and uh Castle and Key. Is that who was there? You remember?
3: It was Castle and Key, right? I don't remember either. Um there was a the only like distillery i guess there's a lot of like liquor trucks and stuff but there was a distillery there and they had um samples that you could that were free mm-hmm. and it was i swear to you the worst whiskey I've ever had in my life and it was you know i was super thirsty i was eating all that meat but i went there with uh sh- shouts out to andrew beam um that was That's when he right. gave me covid he was like it's not covid i just have like something wrong <laughs> in my throat and then i tested positive for covid the next day nice <laughs> killed my grandma i'm just kidding uh but it was an awesome uh you're right over there. <laughs> it was an yeah. awesome time uh the over the fire cooking thing was cool. They had pigs that were just kind of like sprawled out of her pits and uh and they were just nice. slowly roasting them. um great time though. it's a really you'll you guys will enjoy it. I didn't know it was this weekend we're also we're working the market tonight.
2: yeah, I was gonna say that would be a good event to go network and shake some hands. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I'm looking forward what time to times that start um three nice, three, two i don't know is that it's
3: sunday a, is that sunday
0: yeah it's sunday oh
3: i guess we could make it yeah possibly possibly we'll see is somebody mowing their yard can you uh close that that's door like
2: go yeah. tell him to stop
3: yeah tell, go tell go tell him to stop mowing his yard we're doing a podcast yeah it's december who
2: mows the yard in december right even in even in the low country disrespectful
3: yeah. people that's who.
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it man it's gonna be a good time um hopefully get to meet some cool chefs and really talk to some people and promote our brand, even though I'm not supposed to be working. It's supposed to be fun, but work never stops. So,
3: Well, I mean, when you're passionate about it, is it really work? Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's my other nice. favorite
3: thing about life is like, you if you love it, you never work a day in your life. It's like, no, you're still working.
0: Oh, I'm working all yeah. the time. I love what I do, yeah. but I'm working constantly. Yeah. 100%. <laughs>
3: And you're also you're a you're a hunter as well. We can talk some whitetail stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime I can get in the woods. This is actually the first weekend during deer season since August 15th I've not been in the woods. That's what I love to hear. Yeah. Hell yeah. Not having a good whitetail season, but it happens. Dude, those are hit
3: or miss. Yeah. It's we were talking last night. It's been a good year. Um Cordray's broke all the records this year for the amount of the year they brought in and put out. Um Wow. I've been doing pretty good, Gus. And you are about the same boat, though. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm. I got this monkey on my back. I gotta get it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've. I got. Uh, I got one buck down. Was it a week ago? Yeah, last Friday. Other than that, if it wasn't for my Wyoming trip and that antelope I took out there this year, I would be very much hurting for meat.
3: Yeah, <laughs> where well, my freezer is about six inches from being full nice yeah you're, you're everybody's yeah. welcome i want everyone to know that i have a ton of meat. <laughs> i am the hunter
0: yeah i've uh <laughs> trying trying my best to keep up with what i've been doing so since 2017 i've provided myself with minimum 75 of the meat a year at my house so i'm trying to keep that streak going but it, it it's gonna be rough christmas i'm off all week so i'm gonna be in the woods 24 <laughs> 7 yeah i don't blame you Trying to make that out Down there in Bluffton? Uh, No, I'll be back home. So I grew up uh, right outside Augusta, Georgia, in North Augusta, kind of border of Edgefield, Aiken County. Mm -hmm. Um, So I go back up there and hunt uh, Sumter National Forest. A lot of land. A lot of land. A lot of public land. Really good. Deer aren't big, but I don't care. They still taste good. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just go up there and just just hammer it. Public land, public land, public land
3: so you're you're primarily feeding yourself off of public land that's free that anyone could hunt
0: yeah yeah and
3: yeah. then we hear people complain all the time like I just don't have anywhere to hunt it's like oh uh, public land you do you,
2: you don't have it easy them. to go hunt you got to be willing to go out there and yeah go to places that the people don't. most people don't want to go to oh right. yeah
3: oh yeah I and climb into them. a little harder because you can't you can't bait nope
2: but
0: but it's real a- hunting yeah that's the fun part of it is right. actually learning about the deer learning how they move learning how they walk i mean i get done if i sit till 10 a.m you know nobody usually out there and i just start walking around mm-hmm. you know you never know if you're going to jump a deer you never know what you're going to find so just start walking around look for sign look for this you never know if you're going to find another good spot and that could yeah. be the one um i did that a couple years ago and pulled out a beautiful ten point that I showed you a picture of last mm-hmm. night. Um so you just gotta be willing to put in the time and the effort. Big wide boy. Yeah. Which is crazy for South Carolina
3: public land. Because, yeah uh,
0: Yeah, two years in a row I pulled out a ten point, um beautiful ten point and the next year I pulled out um it was a seven, but it had a twenty two inch widespread on it. Mm-hmm. So absolutely gorgeous buck. So but I'm willing to put in the time effort i don't have kids i don't have a wife i just hunt, hunt and work <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: that's every man's dream i think yeah. <laughs> nobody bothering you at home yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh you get to you get to hunt whatever you want and uh and your job is to make whiskey so it's like yeah and you're from georgia so it's like
0: oh south carolina
3: But what what an eligible bachelor ladies for all the all of our women followers
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I don't know how many we have but <laughs> if i was a lady i'd be uh hanging out i'd be sitting outside with a pen waiting for your autograph every day
0: come on <laughs>
3: <laughs> and if you want to meet him you 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 are uh the best i think they said you were the best tour guide at Burn church the most enthusiastic and
0: oh yeah i love giving tours <laughs> it's my favorite part of the business <laughs> um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no i do them every once in a while but it's you know it's a lot of time and uh, i don't mind doing it it's just i got so much other stuff to do that i prefer not to
3: what's crazy to me is because i mean gus and we've been on several tours of distilleries and, and they're all basically the same a little different i mean it's the same story just a different way of telling it i guess is the way to put it it's like never mind uh but what's funny to me is whenever they would bring a head or master distiller out to talk to people for anything other than hi my name is and i work here as the distiller shake hands go away because i couldn't imagine having the person that is in charge of all that answer questions like there's corn in this (laughs) because we we go on some tours and we hear some of the questions they ask is like i don't even I, i couldn't imagine being A master distiller and having to answer those questions
0: yeah it it does get old um but it's part of the job Mm -hmm. um but we train up the guy that does our tours his name's clinton and he's absolutely amazing at him does a really really good job um and he's gotten all of his information from us and if he doesn't know anything he will he'll pull one of us aside he'll ask us and we'll answer it for him we have no problem doing that all the time but um yeah, just having to do that. I mean, because he usually spends a good hour on our tours. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're getting the whole history of Burnt Church. You're getting everything about the Low Country, and he knows all that well better than I do. Um, you don't. I'm just not a history person. Um, and then in the back, he's learned everything from us, so he knows what he's talking about. And he walks you through the Rick House and tells you all about the Rick House. And then he comes in, and everybody gets to um decide what samples they want to try as part of the tour and then he walks you through each one of them so if everybody has something different he still walks you through each one of them and he's really personable he does a really good job but that's an hour hour and 15 sometimes an hour and 30 just depends on how much engagement he gets mm-hmm. so you know if i gotta take an hour and 30 minutes out of my day <laughs> yeah, right. uh, all day long uh, <laughs> yeah i'm never getting my own job done like, yeah true. yeah. That's true so, right yeah
3: it's uh they do tours every day or there's certain days of the week
0: um it's i think it's like thursday friday saturday normally unless it's something special they'll do some on mondays and tuesdays and wednesdays but everything's got to be booked uh ahead of time so i think it's through the website you go on there and book it up or if you got a special event um we'll make some other arrangements and bring him in have him do them on other days
3: i highly recommend that if uh, if you want to go there that you book a tour but also if you can find a way to get yourself into
0: the vip seating that's a pretty awesome experience too yeah that's comfortable i've taken a nap on that couch it's <laughs> wild how cool. it's like
3: it reminds you of like uh what do you think gosh like a 17th century home
2: yeah yeah it's kind of it's really open but it feels like it's its, its own little space it's cool
3: yeah it's really comfortable it's got like the red velvet uh ropes and you know like oh yeah it says like a huge sign this is a vip somebody if somebody's in here they're important (laughs) and so you and chris chris let us sit in there and we drank for a little while and uh everybody that walks in kind of likes looks over there like i want to sit in this yeah 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 yeah
0: well fuck off you can't
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's ours go away yeah
0: yeah a lot of people like it a lot of people trying to get in there Um, so yeah
3: tell us about the uh your antelope that you just got
0: yeah so uh drove out to Wyoming by myself um that was fun got boring after a while <laughs> yeah it's a, 20, it's a long drive 24 hours wow. of driving um yeah. yeah took me two days got out there and then public land once again um got a doe font tag and I mean just start hitting it and do you have a guide nope all by myself for real yeah <laughs> I thought this is like a
3: planned trip no nah, no nah, nah. that's just, pretty epic you drove out there by yourself to hunt public
0: land by yourself yeah and then you were you were successful yeah you killed a pronghorn yeah it took me three days of going from sun up to sundown
3: that's wild i didn't even know you could do that to be honest yeah did you know that That you can go that's awesome. get a pronghorn on public land yeah I don't think i knew that you,
2: you can get almost anything on public land except the crazy stuff in
0: texas that they have on those private ranches. i can't
3: get a nail guy on public land i don't believe so no
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was fun man um camped on some blm land and just kind of lived just didn't have to worry cool. about anything you know cell phone didn't work this didn't work mm-hmm. so just went out there and got busted three or four times before i made it happen um how long was that shot i actually crawled on my stomach for 85 yards and popped up and i was 60 yards from her wow yeah yep. what kind of terrain was it it's planes it
3: so was you're out yeah, okay yep, so you're out that's planes. why you had to crawl because
0: yeah it was so the way they were sitting they were sitting in this little bowl and so when I was standing up, I could see him. So I snuck around on the side of this hill, and I popped up, and I was probably a little over 100 yards or so from him. But with the grass, I couldn't stand up and get a shot, or else I would have been busted. And so I had to crawl to the point where I could set up my rifle on my pack and see over the grass to be able to see them. Hmm. Damn. So it took me a while. How far did you have to drag it? um not far cut oh, okay. it and clean it right there and put it on your back and take it to the truck and yeah done
3: that's wild and you just and you drove it back 20 28 hours or whatever here
0: yeah uh, took it once i got it all gutted and cleaned up quartered out um put it in the cooler kind of cleaned it up a little bit more made sure everything was good um and then yeah just made sure the ice was good so uh you Know it's that whole constantly draining the cooler mm-hmm. two three times a day, making sure the ice was staying good. And man, yetis work really well, they do 100%. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, got back to my buddy's house in uh, St. Louis and threw it and back sealed it all up because I knew once I got back to work, I uh, wasn't going to have time to do anything. So, um, I still got to finish processing, it. I got to grind it and do everything I want to do to it, and get the meat different sections and mm-hmm. cut it all up but i'll do that once whitetail season's over yeah it's a uh,
3: it's like i always look forward to whitetail season but it's 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 like every spare minute i mean i, I got up this morning and went and put you know move my uh hunting location around a little bit because i might bring gustofferson out there tomorrow nice so he can yeah. get him a so he can get him something because i got a i got a damn i got a Publix food mart over there like there's so many deer in there I just, there's yeah. a ton of deer in there uh yeah so grocery shopping yeah go grocery shop bring that bring that 30 out six years just trying to shoot the house behind uh behind it
2: I might just bring the bow then
3: <laughs> yeah, you would be all right there's plenty of there's like a miniature swamp back behind it we're we're uh okay. behind where you're, you're shooting yeah so when you're out west all the bureau of land management all the BLM land is basically our public land or how, what's the difference out there
0: um so there's they got state land which is just like the wma land here can't drive on it except for already established roads you can't camp on it can't do any of that mm-hmm. uh BLM land is federal land um and on that land you can drive anywhere you want on it you can camp anywhere you want on it and do all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. you look for BLM land to set up your camp and then um with um antelope you're constantly driving you're constantly in and out of your truck um going from spot to spot trying to figure out where these antelope are because they run up 60 miles an hour so yeah they're fast they're <laughs> gone they're gone in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah that's just crazy about them is
3: is like it's an actual animal like you would never think that that thing lives in america but they're they're ancient. Like they've been here forever back when there was tigers and shit, like American tigers that lived here. Yeah. And that's where these things developed to be able to run that fast, but they're, they are so scared of everything, everything. So if you, if they see you at all, they're gone and they take off and they're super fast. But I was, you hear about them ducking the string. Like they're extremely hard to bow hunt because they will duck. They will almost lay flat before they bolt. Oh yeah. And, uh, I think that would be such a challenging thing to do to go out and bow hunt one of those because it, it, the likelihood of you getting close enough to pull bow back on it is very small and then if you're 40 yards away they're going to duck that string and they're gone yeah um and they're not big
0: right they're the pretty much the size of our white tails right yeah like does only oh, wow. get up to be 110 pounds um, so i think mine was like 105 she was big yeah um, for a doe i think the bucks max out at like 130 like and do they, this may be
3: a stupid question do you, do they they don't drop their horns but they have like a ability to they thicken every year or How do yeah, they, yeah they just yeah. like put on a new, like a tree put on yeah. a new layer yeah yeah
0: um the crazy thing with them too is that the females can grow horns mm-hmm. I so that. you gotta look at their necks before you shoot them that's how you determine what they are so the males um full-grown males have this massive black spot on the side of their neck um adolescent males have a little sliver of black, and then females have nothing. So Nobody. before you shoot, you got to make sure you know what you're shooting at.
3: So that season is it's not it's not male female. It's it's only females or
0: no no no. So it is male or female. Okay. Um, I just um, saving up points, trying to decide if I want to go to a better unit for my buck and all that kind of stuff. And um, a buck is three hundred and fifty dollars if you get it. So mm. I've got 4 points yeah. so I'm getting to the point where I can pretty much apply anywhere in Wyoming and I'll I'll be able to get that tag. Um the doe fawn tag that I got this year is only $40, but it's just you put in, you hope you get lucky. And it's just $40 every year.
3: Just you know, that's fast. weird that it's a they give you a fawn tag because uh I guess it, we could kill a fawn, a white tail fawn, but like nobody would, but in Canada they have fawn tags. Like you can go kill a a uh, baby calf,
2: or yeah.
0: calf moose calf, yeah, calf just, tags. Didn't know
2: that. Yeah, it's crazy. You think think about how how much meat even a calf is though. Yeah. It's like it's a cow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a few. It's a cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. But,
2: but it's pretty crazy
3: uh to be able to get a tag to go kill a baby animal. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> but, but like in reality, beef is you know a year, two years old usually when they slaughter it. So you're you're eating baby cows. All the time yeah everywhere you go it's a baby <laughs> cow <laughs> so it's it's not really that crazy you can go kill a year or two-year-old deer or moose or you know whatever it is yeah yeah it's just it's weird to say it that way because i think most people would don't think of it that way
0: yeah i still every time i go out there you know i'm trying to bring back home as much meat as possible 100 so yeah i found the biggest female i could yeah that's the one i took i would do the exact same thing uh, so yep. And then plus I went I was hoping to get some rabbits because the last time I was out there with a buddy of mine, um, like you couldn't walk ten feet without stepping on a rabbit. I mean they're just everywhere. It's they great. have the big ear ones. Yeah. yeah. They got the uh what are the jackrabbits? Jackrabbits, yeah. Jackrabbits and then cottontails. And the cottontails were like two, three pounds are huge. Delicious oh, cottontails.
3: That's there's they, there's not know. much in this world that tastes better than cottontails. Oh
0: and what when me and my buddy were out there, um, we didn't even think about small game hunting we were just so focused on the tags that we had we were like okay so we ended up small game hunting during the day and uh we, all we had was a nine millimeter pistol we were just <laughs> walking around shooting them with a nine it's just like
3: <laughs> that's a good time right
2: there
0: yeah well, we got 13 of them so we did pretty Cotton good cocktails yeah And dude nice yeah so I, this year took the 22 out there I was like oh I'm bringing back a mess of rabbits because in Wyoming you can have you can kill 10 a day and okay. then have 20 in your possession so I was like oh I'm bringing back yeah. like I was 100 percent sure I was going to come back with rabbits with 20 no, rabbits and no antelope yeah and it came the no other way around <laughs> I couldn't find a rabbit found <laughs> no a rabbit, rabbits antelope were everywhere <laughs> and I did the work too I was hiking up these little bluffs and all this kind of stuff like getting into everything could not find a rabbit
3: I want, man, that's that'd be, I'd almost drive 24 hours just to go kill 20 rabbits.
0: Dude, I, uh, 2021, I actually, I couldn't go out there. My buddy's dad got a tag and I was going to go with him just to go kill rabbits. And, uh, we were so busy at work, I couldn't get the time off. So mm. I couldn't go that year. But him and his dad came back with a massive of rabbits.
3: There was um, a guy you used to know he who would, he would kill rabbits and he'd skin them. And he was like, anybody kill rabbits, bring me the skin. But he would, because their skin is so soft, like he would tan it so you could use it, but he would rip it into strings, into strips, and then tie it together. So each rabbit, he'd had, he'd ended up with like four feet of like this rabbit cord. Yeah. And so he would get a bunch of them and he would kind of like braid them together and turn them into scarves and, and hats and all kinds of stuff. But it's you could touch it and be like, you would never guess this was a rabbit. Yeah. You know 10 days ago whatever you know from whatever he would make out of it and i've always thought that would be such a cool skill to be able to just slay rabbits and then make like a cape or something you know you know like our blanket you know
0: yeah i wouldn't even know where to start i would either
3: (laughs) i wouldn't either we have friends that tan stuff and i'm sure we learn how to do it but I, i think there's a way to do it with their brains like you pull the brains out and cook it some way and then you can coat the hide in it and it tans it and I want to learn how to do that because that seems to be the most to tan an animal with its own,
0: yeah,
3: animal. Yeah, parts. You're not
0: using all those chemicals, right? And all yeah, that stuff. Right. Yeah,
3: the way that the the way they did it back in the day, I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> that's one thing I want to get into is is hides.
0: You got a big garage.
3: it's full, of, full of <laughs> shit. <laughs> there's there's whiskey barrels and motorcycles and car parts and generators <laughs> and general. huh there's a lot of shit in there there's a lot of shit in there
0: maybe, maybe one day it'll be cleaned out and it'll become a tannery.
3: that'd be fun i might just turn my living room into a tanning tanning a tanning room what do you think she said yeah
2: there you go <laughs> she thinks she's talking about tanning beds
3: that's exactly what she thinks she I, have you ever seen her she don't know what those look like <laughs> we're talking about tanning beds oh now she's mad <laughs> <laughs> nailed it all right um is there anything else anybody needs to know about you you're a hunter you're yeah. a distiller yeah. all around good dude
0: come say hey come visit us yeah yeah
3: head down to bluffton it's burnt church distillery schedule a tour and then uh
0: you'll see he, me running around frantically
3: yeah you see a guy in there that looks like he knows what he's doing that's that's pete go say hello
0: I probably don't know. I look like I know what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> you're looking at your. You're distilling from your phone.
0: Yep, that or PLC. If you see a guy with a lot of messed up clothing on, that's usually me.
2: That's that's the way to live, right there.
0: <laughs> dirty overalls, dirty t-shirts. They always try and get me to get new shirts. I'm like, but these still are fine.
3: Yeah, why well, would I wear new clothes to work? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
0: They're just gonna get dirty.
3: And then what is how how would we describe Chris? He looks like uh he looks like he's in charge
0: oh yeah
2: 100 yeah. percent.
3: so if you see a guy and you're like that guy's in charge that's chris go talk to him it's <laughs> yeah <Chris. laughs> yeah that's funny awesome all right cool. you got anything else guys
2: no i got nothing man thanks for joining us and uh you know if you're listening you're in this uh, any of the three what were the, what were the states you said you were in
0: we're in uh georgia south carolina and tennessee you can also okay. um buy us online so we do you online sales uh like one company's coming out of Florida, another company's coming out of California, and then I think D.C. So I think between those three places, it's like 35 or 40 states that we can reach. Yeah, um, nice. You know, it's folks. Never fun buying it online because you got to pay for the shipping. But um, if you want to try it, so
2: Heck yeah. wait for us to put it
0: out there right now while we're still trying to grow. Yeah, try and if you're listening to this, you – you want to try it i promise 100
2: yeah
3: we're huge fans of it we push it all over town promote it we we've got bars and restaurants that don't have it we'll tell them they got to sell it. they end up selling it we liquor stores We convince them to sell it it's uh and it's not not like convinced we just basically say taste this and like don't you want to sell this and they're like yes yeah
0: um uh, We we really appreciate it like bearcat had it last night and i watched them pour an entire bottle so yeah that was awesome yeah yeah that was real cool Heck yeah that's cool and that was thanks to y'all and getting that in there for us absolutely uh, absolutely same thing with the gibbies connection so mm-hmm. we're gonna go try and push some whiskey for them and really hit the charleston market pretty good in 2024 so this, is, this is
3: how much we believe in it We like we would never like some pages or podcasts or companies will subscribe to one brand and be like this is our brand we, we're gonna push it we would never do that because we like the ability to be fluid and do whatever but if we mm-hmm. were to pick a brand and ask for sponsorship or whatever it would be burn church 100% call like chris no i don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want it but but we um, we believe in it that much i mean we
0: 100% yeah it's good people
3: it. it's good stuff it's good i mean everything is just yeah it's well, exactly what we like
0: when the johnny fever comes out y'all have to come back down and try it
3: 100% we gave a Bob Jarvis painted uh, some stuff where I gave that to him yesterday. Yeah, those. Were oh, cool. Awesome.
0: Nice. Those are yeah. really yeah. cool. Love those. Appreciate it. We'll get them. Yeah, yeah. He'll, I'm sure
2: he'll be. Uh, if you're, if you're, you guys are downtown. I'm not sure what you guys are getting into tonight, but if you, if you're bored and you guys are just cruising around downtown, the the holiday market downtown where we'll be on Market Street tonight, he'll probably be there. He'll so be by there. and will yeah. see him. He, okay. He's a cool dude.
3: I'll introduce them if if you're don't feel obligated to come down there, but if you're yeah, no, in please, the area, please don't. I don't know. I <laughs> wouldn't be.
2: Wa- I don't know if I'd go walking around a market. I don't know.
3: Not if me and my friends were hanging <laughs> hang out drinking. No,
0: I don't. I don't know. They just got to town, so uh, we'll see where they're at. Hopefully, they're at a bar somewhere. Well, we if you end up on Market Street that.
3: between six and ten p.m., we'll be there.
0: So cool. Yeah. See what the, see what they're up to. Oh, what yeah. they want to do. Cool.
3: All right. Well, thanks, Pete, for coming on. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Yep,
3: All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.
0: Bye.